Hello, friends. Oh, man, okay, so for the second time ever, I am out and about. I don't know how this audio is gonna be, but I'm gonna try my best. Hopefully it sounds decent. There's a lot of people here. I mean, when I say a lot, a lot. I am on Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Drive, crossing Pershing Avenue in the Bronzeville neighborhood, out here for a, a very large demonstration that was um, organized by Bright Star Church. Um, there are definitely thousands of people out here. It's amazing, it's huge, it's beautiful, very peaceful. Um, super excited to have my bike with me, rolling, and uh, started at 26th Street, heading to 51st Street. And uh, so, so far, very pleasant, very beautiful. It's a little warm today, obviously, in the 90s, but this is a beautiful day to be on the street, showing solidarity and uh, connecting with community members from across the city. And there's tons of people with water, and free snacks. I think that's a 2020 thing, I don't know. That's a church thing. Maybe it's a church thing, yeah, maybe it's a church thing. Read some water and snacks. But uh, yeah, super positive and uh, this is good. And uh, standing up uh, for what's right, demanding justice and peace. And is that the... That's the land of the plane. Oh, and land the plane. Well, I'm landing the plane. This is my podcast. I'll land the fuck I want when I feel like it. <laughs> Would you like to say something? No. Okay, then to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Told me to land a plane on my podcast. This is my, we'll go. I can sit here for eight minutes of silence if I want to. I do what I want. All right, <laughs> and that's all I got for right now. <laughs> Landing the plane. Hello friends, uh, this is Dion and welcome to Off The Beaten Podcast, the podcast about Chicago and its people. So that audio you just heard was from a demonstration I was at. I don't even remember what day that was now. These days on top of the pandemic, COVID-19, um, obviously everything that has just kind of gone on since the last episode of the podcast, it, it just the days are melting into each other. I do know tomorrow's Friday, uh, but that that audio was from a march that i attended with a friend a good friend of mine and that's who the other person you hear in the in the audio and she's like i'm like why am i landing the plane this is my podcast i'll do what i want i'll do what i want i'll say the five same word five times five times five times five times i'll do what i want but <laughs> but she she's a great sport and a great person and when we went to um, a march together and so yes I, I so i told myself i said two things i said you know what you're gonna sound upbeat <laughs> even though you're talking about horrible shit and because no one wants to listen to a funeral <laughs> so step was i'm gonna start with something positive and that positive is that for the first time ever uh this podcast ranked in the podcast charts and, and there's this organization that actually does ranking and charting a podcast and in that in those rankings I actually charted for the first time ever uh, I think the highest was 
300 and that was in the USA and then I charted in like number 500 internationally globally or something like that so it was amazing um, and that's because of all you guys so everyone who's listening right now thank you so much I'm actually like charting I'm actually going somewhere <laughs> people are actually listening enough people that someone's like oh look there's a podcast and it's not ranked like dead last so it's awesome um, I mean there are literally a million what would they say a million podcasts um, on the Apple iTunes store and of that million, twenty uh, percent of them are actively posting. So, to be in, in you know, an upper ten thousand or something, and to me is amazing. So, being three hundred to the five hundred uh, for a podcast has only been going for a few months is amazing. And I want to thank you all. So, um, yeah, I mean, so for those of you who are listening who don't know, I'm black. I don't know if you, if you don't know that I grew up on the South side of Chicago. You know, obviously I've lived, I've moved other places. I think I've, t- I've talked about this before. I've lived in Alaska. Uh, I was in the military. So I lived in Germany for a while. I spent nine months in Afghanistan. You know, I've been other places, seen other things, uh, lived outside the city for many years, but uh, I'm from the city and I currently live in the city, um, in the community named Woodlawn. You always hear me prefer to Woodlawn. So I live in the Woodlawn community. It's on the South side. Um, being, I mean, being black and, and so first things first, and I, I had a, a friend made this statement and I was like, you know what, that's a great statement to make. Um, the black experience in America is not monolithic. Um, we don't, we haven't all experienced the same things we haven't all, you know, and we don't all process the same, think the same, react the same, you know, so I can't, I can only speak for myself. I would never, you know, I, it, it amazes me when we have people, uh, no matter how intelligent they are or may appear, you know, and they talk about the black experience. You don't know. You know, I'm always like, you don't know fuck about me. <laughs> we Have we met? But the reality is I can't do that for anyone else. I can only speak for myself. But as myself being black in America um, and, you know, other black people that I talk to, I was like, um, racism is no big thing. I've said many times, like, man, we're having these very. Um, uncomfortable conversation, but they're not uncomfortable to me. I've been having them since I was five years old. You know, I was telling a person uh, the other day, I'm like, look, man, since I was about eight or nine, I know, you know, when I pull, if I get pulled over by a cop, you know what I'm saying? I roll the windows down. I put my hands on the steering wheel at, at 10 and two, uh, you know, fingers spread out. When the officer comes, I look, you know, hello, officer. Uh, you know, can, you know, if they ask for license registration, I know to tell them whether the registration is in the glove box. My license is in my back left pocket. Would you like me to reach for them? And then if they, you know, give me that affirmative, I, I pull one out. I pull the other out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know these things uh, as sure as I know that the sun is going to follow, you know, the moon and, you know, all those things. And so that's the experience. And there's so many people, you know, there's those people who are kind of shocked at this experience. <laughs> like, and those, I mean, okay. All right, whatever. I'm not even, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to get angry at this juncture, but okay. And then there's people who are trying to better understand that experience and such. Um, you know, and I mean, people only know what they know. And a lot of people don't know what they don't know. And so it's very interesting that now in the, uh, aftermath of the George Floyd killing that we are having these amazing discussions, but it's in some ways very unfortunate because here's the reality. People have been fighting for, for civil rights and greater rights my entire life. Absolutely. But it takes 
um, not just demonstrations and not just protests. Uh, Colin Kaepernick, that what he was doing was a protest. What he was doing was a demonstration. And it was as peaceful as you get. He didn't make no noise. He didn't even move around a lot. He knelt in place and no one liked it. And that's the reality. And Donald Trump, uh, for example, commented how he's the friend of peaceful protesters. He wasn't Colin Kaepernick's friend. And we have tons of evidence to that that fact. So he was not the fan of, of uh, friendly protest, peaceful protest. And anyone who tells you that they, you know, oh, you, know, you can, why don't you protest peacefully? You are full of shit. Because when Colin Kaepernick did it, you didn't care and you didn't want to listen. You just don't want to hear the message. It doesn't matter how it's conveyed. So it's really unfortunate that this message has to really resonate through violence. I mean, that's the part. If, if a lot of these demonstrations and protests had not escalated to the point of violence um people wouldn't be talking about this like we're talking because we've seen marches before and we've even seen some that have turned violent and it's unfortunate um that it comes to that Uh, it's not something i ever advocate or look for and but it's unfortunate and i don't think this is necessarily only about issues of race or race relations or policing or police brutality but i think that's just a part of the american psyche we react to violence much more willingly and much more forthcoming. You know, it's just something we, we engage with much more readily than any other form of expression. And I think that's something that down the line, we really need to address and discuss as well. But, um, here we are, (laughs) here we are. I, I, I was recounting um, you know, I've recounted to friends because, you know, people are like, you know, obviously have you, you know, what have you experienced? And I always recount my first, my first real brush with racism was when I dated, uh, this young lady, um, in high school and we were at one time best friends and she was amazing and beautiful and charming and extremely intelligent and we'd been friends forever and her parents had you know been kind of pushing her like you should be dating and you know i think we were in our junior high school and finally you know we were like we should date each other because we're kind of like you know vibing and, and and jiving and so when she went and told her parents that she was dating a boy they were overjoyed and when she told her parents that I'm dating Dion, they were not overjoyed. And, the, you know, that was one of those first instances when I was like, oh, OK, yeah, you you can talk the talk. You can walk a walk. You can, you know, what I'm saying you can kind of do all the right things. You know, I was a, a you know, straight A student and honor student and all those things. But in some situations you're still not good enough and you never will be and uh that was a message that my father um had told me and you know when i was recognized you know reminded of it i remember going to him and him saying you know there's some things in this life that are just simply true and that's one of them that sometimes you'll just never be good enough because of how you look And another, he said, and I'm a firm believer, you will always have to work harder than the white kids, white kids to get some of what they get very easily. And I grew up to find that very true. I had to work harder. I had to be more well behaved. I had to, you know, my arrow needed to be straighter (laughs) in all the regards uh, to my white counterparts to to be recognized or to stay out of trouble. And 
you know, that has been my experience um, growing up in America and living in America. And I've always felt that that's always been a, you know, a backdrop of my life, my entire life. You know, it's, it's something you deal with, whether you're dealing with police giving you, you know, attention you don't deserve or, you know, what I'm saying just feeling like, you know, you have to walk on eggshells in the workplace um, because, you know, if you raise your voice above a whisper, you're kind of looked at as the angry black man, you know. So it's been an interesting couple days. I hope that you, if you're listening to this, I hope you've had some conversations, uh, uncomfortable or otherwise. I hope you are being a part of the dialogue that is going on right now because there is tons of it. And I've had so many discussions and um text messages and Facebook messages and tweets and, you know, people from all over, whether they're just kind of showing support or asking questions. And, um, I hope you, you are getting uh, involved in that, you know, whether you are, uh, you have no idea how you fit into this grand scheme. If you don't know how you fit, then you should be asking quite well, no, do your homework. And then you should be asking questions and, you know, there's tons of resources out here. And like now there are tons of stories about how to be an ally, how to be a better ally, uh, how to talk to your children about what being an ally uh, to those of color means, so on and so forth. So many things, <laughs> so many things, so much history out there. I remember I was a history teacher. Go out there and get it. Go learn some stuff. Um, But yeah, so um, since the last podcast, uh, so here in Chicago, there was a big protest last Saturday. Today is Thursday. And last Saturday, I went to that protest. That was the first uh, Friday was the first set of protests in Chicago. They kind of got a little ugly. Saturday was full on ugliness uh, citywide, uh, expanded well beyond the city at some points. But I was there uh, for the protest. I started Saturday. It was beautiful. It was very peaceful. Until, and, and, and it was like that for a big portion of the day. We got to Trump Tower and things got a little more volatile. The police, I felt, were very aggressive in some situations and the crowd did not react well to it. Um, you know, and, and why should they? And some in some, you know, what I'm saying you you get all, oh, wow, 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 I'm going to react pleasantly. But then things really devolved. <laughs> and I think I posted that right before my phone died. I'm like, things are getting ugly down here. If you're down here, be careful. If you're not down here, don't come down here. It's getting ugly. And then my phone died. Um, maybe an hour later was when I saw the first fire that was set of any kind. It was actually literally a dumpster fire. Uh, maybe an hour before that, I saw the first police car set on fire. Um, and things just kind of went from there. Um, and and I, I was telling a friend this when I saw a a group of policemen and police women running from the protesters, I was like, okay, this is getting a little beyond what I'm comfortable being around because now you know what I'm saying you don't know what could happen next. And then you know I saw more cars on fire, and you know um, it, it's 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 you know it's never pleasant when things devolve into a violent state, but you know what? I'm not surprised. And the reality is that people don't listen and they haven't listened. Uh, They didn't listen to Colin Kaepernick because this is kind of, these are the issues that he was protesting and no one wanted to hear it. It wasn't how they want, you know, don't protest there. Don't protest at the Grammys, you know, don't protest during business hours downtown. (laughs) 
there's so many places that we shouldn't be protesting that finally people have reached the end of a long, long rope. And, you know, and it's, you know, it's one of those things. I was actually having a conversation with a friend and I said, you know, I've heard so much about people, you know, I'm, I'm all for a peaceful protest, but there is no, but because if people protest, if they get together in large groups, cause if you get people in the street, they're angry. And if you get people angry out in a group, there's no telling what could happen next. That's just reality. So if you are for a peaceful protest and you are for what could happen next, and that's just, I, I am a firm believer. That's the reality of the human condition. And so I, I told her, I said, you know, to me, it reminds me of the Chappelle show. If you've ever seen it, there's a skit called the mad real world. And on it, uh, it's basically like the MTV real world, but instead of all white people with one black person, it's all these black people, with one white person. And so it, you know, and it goes and basically it, there's a moment when the, the white character just, which happened on most real worlds, the white character flips out one day. Cause he's like, I can't take this. No more of this shit. And um, they have a house meeting the next day. And they're like, we think you need to leave because we don't feel safe around you. She's like, you don't feel safe around me. And, blah, blah. and then they're like, you know what? We're trying to be real amical about this, but we always reserve the right to fuck you up. <laughs> to me, that's kind of what we've seen in, in many streets across America. And even internationally, I saw some gnarly stuff going on in France. I was like, damn, them French people getting it in. Like, holy shit. You know, but they have black people and they have... um you know, even people who are not African-American, obviously, because they're, you know, either live in France or from other countries, but they have racism problems, just like America has racism problems. Um, you saw Justin Trudeau, if you saw his statement the other day, he, you know, mentioned that they have race problems um, and problems with racism. It, it's a worldwide thing. It's not unique to our country, but, um, you know, people didn't really want to hear. They don't want to hear the story. And so it didn't matter how you were portraying it, but people do react to extreme behavior, unfortunately. And so um, I saw that firsthand on Saturday here in Chicago and it continued. I mean, continued even even till today continues. Uh, there's looting and such across the city and still. So it's something we're dealing with. Um, and these are going to be conversations we'll be having for a long, long time. And uh, you know, I, mean, I mean, we've been having them for a long, long time. But these this unique set of circumstances and, and conversation will continue because reality, we still have a trial to go through and then we still have a sentencing to go through. And history tells us that if, um, you know, they can give offer what charges they want to these officers, but if they get a two, three, four year slap on the wrist or nothing at all, uh, people, history tells us that people get really mad on the, on the front end of these events. And it's not the first time. It's not the last time, but they get really pissed on the back end of these events when the system robs them of what they really want to see, which is justice, right? They want to see a fair, you know, a fair sentencing and a fair punishment, you know, for murder, blatant uh, murder. And so we'll see what happens on that. So beyond that, I want to encourage all of you, and I've, I've, again, I suppose, to start having these conversations about what does a better 
America look like? What do we need to do? What is a better city? What does a better Chicago look like? What is a better wherever you're sitting at look like? Um, what are the issues in your community around race and policing? And, you know, what can we do to make those, you know, what solutions can we come to? And there are people who already have amazing ideas. These are things that have been written about for many years, but you know, we need to dust all that off and figure out what's the best and what's worse. Look at other countries. What are they doing? All of these different things. And um, I will be sharing um, some resources about having these discussions and, you know, unpeeling all the layers that lay um, at our feet and in, in the wake of this situation, you know, and I hope that you know, I can encourage you to get involved and, in, and, you know, educate yourself a little bit more. If, you know, if you, I mean, more, um, we are all educated to some degree, but we can all use more knowledge. And so I hope that I can at least encourage you to do that if nothing else. And so, yeah, um, this is, uh, I mean, 2020 has been a year. And this is to me, this feels for Chicago. This feels like the third, um, the third. I mean, this has been a pandemic forever and the gun violence has been a pandemic forever <laughs> or, you know, so those are two public health crises that Chicago has been dealing with in perpetuity. And then COVID-19 is that third public health crisis that we were dealing with. And so um, it, it's a lot. I, I've uh, spent the last week in a constant state of just exhaustion you know today i sat down during work i sat down for like two minutes and i fell asleep <laughs> i was like oh my god i was just like okay uh you know I, I i've been sleeping as best i can at night but it's just like i'm tired you know the emotional pitch of the discussions in the news and uh, tomorrow i'm i'm hoping to engage in some community cleanup because my community uh, specifically um, the businesses were hit very hard I actually helped clean up this there's a city sports in my neighborhood completely destroyed um, I helped with the, just the cleanup of the sidewalk um, I did some I helped with some cleanup um, in Bronzeville the Walmart there was completely demolished and then um, hoping to do the same uh, as of yesterday, the closest grocery store to, to my house was still being looted and some of the other stores. So, that you know, they still just look awful. And, you know, you want to get that glass cleaned up. You know, step one is just, you know, starting to repair and then rebuild and then, you know, move from there. So if you have the opportunity in your community to participate in any of those activities, whether cleanups or community discussions, um, or anything of the sort, please, please do so. And that's really all I have. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. I know this is going to also going to be a short episode, but I mean, there, I, I feel like there's not a lot to say and I feel there's so much, so I'm just going to fall right in, in the middle. <laughs> but, uh, please, if you have anything to say, um, you can email me at being silly in the city at gmail.com. Um, you can call me on uh, and leave a voicemail. The number is down in the episode notes. So please check those out. There'll also be some links to obviously social media. Check us out on social media um, on Twitter, 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Pinterest. And uh, I even have a YouTube page. <laughs> so you can check all those links down in the episode notes. And uh, as always, thank you uh, to everyone. Uh, if you would like to support the podcast and, and try to help make this a better podcast, you can do so by buying me a cup of coffee at buy me a coffee.com slash off the beaten podcast. I'm still working on creating a Patreon for those of you who want to uh, maybe support a little bit more. And I will try to make that happen in the not too distant future. I know I've been talking about it and it seems like every time I'm like, okay, this is my focus. Something comes up, but I'm going to get to it. And, um, I appreciate you all. You all are amazing. I have some amazing listeners and fans, which is crazy to think about, but it's great. And, I, and it's great. And I do think about it every day and I appreciate you all. Also, um, thank you to Rep and Pins always for being a great friend of the podcast. Um, I just got some new pins in the mail from them literally last week. Um, I haven't posted pictures even on Instagram yet, but I will when I get some time. <laughs> But uh, thank you to Reppin. Reppin is this amazing company that makes pins that for you can rep what you love. The Chicago based. The owner is one of the nicest uh, people that I've ever met. And so, you know, anything I can do to show him love, I appreciate. So he, you know, offers a code to off the bean podcast listeners. So if you go over there, Reppin pins, R-E-P-P-I-N-P-I-N-S dot com and check out their selection. If you decide to make a purchase at checkout, just use the code OTBP20 and you'll get 20% off your entire purchase. You won't find that deal anywhere else. He gives that to me um, because he it supports the podcast. And so I give that to you and just, you know, st- drop on over there. If you have, uh, I think when you're ordering, it says, you know, do you have any message, you know, message or any notes to say, Hey man, you know, I'm a listener to the OTB, you know, off the beaten podcast. And, you know, he always talks about you and we appreciate you and thank you, you know, just something simple, just so he knows that, you know, we're thinking about him and yeah. So that's about it. Like I said, I'm going to share some resources. Uh, I will likely uh, post a link to a blog with just resources on discussion notes and just different things to get uh, to, you know, get you um, up to breast and engaged in conversation and, and a little bit of history and things that you may not know, or, you know, things that you know already and you just be refreshing on. Um, yeah, we are all in this together. Uh, no matter what, I mean, I love Chicago. It's, it's a far from perfect city and I want to see it become the best city possible. So, you know, that's a part of what this podcast is about. This is part of the reason why I live here and have stayed here. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're a big city. And so, you know, we'll pull together as best we can, even though we don't always, but we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. All right. So you guys have a great one. I appreciate you. Uh, I, I've been talking to this really great guy um, who is a comic book fiend <laughs> and also starting his own podcast. So I'm hoping I'll have him on in the near future because um, I'm sure you're tired of hearing my my lonely voice. Uh, but in these tough times, you know, it's just been tough uh, getting everything lined up. So make sure that happens so thank you guys so much again for listening i can't tell you how much i appreciate it how great you are um yeah man
man. It's just great. I'm glad that I'm still able to do this. And I will see you. I may not see you next week. I don't. I know this is two weeks in a row. I've dropped episodes, and you, you know, usually it's every other week. So I don't know if I'll drop one next week. But definitely, if not next week, the week after. In the meantime, if I don't drop an episode next week, make sure you're signed up for the newsletter. There's a link for that down in the episode notes because I will send out a newsletter, just kind of saying, you know, what's been going on this week. You know, what's going on with me. What's going on in the podcast in lieu of an episode if I don't drop one. So just sign up for that, please. Um, and you'll be, you know, in there of all the news as it comes. Yeah, baby. Okay, that was awful. <laughs> all right. As always, uh, this is Dion. Be good. Do good. Thank you for listening. And we're out. <laughs> <laughs>